Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Uh, and it's a little bit different. We're having a bit of a uh, more laid back uh, thing today because we have had a pretty difficult week here in the city of Houston, and it has been um, wild, honestly. We've seen weather we haven't seen before, snow that actually covered the grounds, and uh, it's just been uh, in a pretty different kind of experience. And um, we didn't we didn't expect it. We didn't uh, we weren't ready for it. But here we are. And many of us uh, have made it through several people still, though, however, are without water, without power in some areas. And we are hoping that we can see a change in that as time moves forward. But we are going to continue our series better together with a bit of a conversation uh, rather than a regular uh, kind of service. And uh, we have been using the verse Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 to 12. And I think ironically, it's a little funny, but ironically, it fit the situation in that we have been very cold this week. And part of the verse tells us to, to, to stay together, to be warm, you know. And it says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one, how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. And... I love this scripture, and it's been our core scripture for this series, Better Together, because uh, relationships are important. It's important for us to be able to build relationships with each other. We need each other. We really do need each other. And so this scripture gives us this important uh, perspective on we cannot do life alone. You know, if we want to be warm, we, we have to have other people around us. If we want to take care of ourselves, we need other people that can push us forward. Uh, we, we fight a lot of battles and a lot of difficulties, and we really do need each other to be able to uh, do better in life, not only in a church aspect, but also a life aspect, family aspect, and just so many uh, different things. Um, so I want to say um, we've seen some interesting, well, we've seen people come together this week. Um, is there something that like struck you as that, that showed you community or that you wanted to sit on share with us? Right. Um, yeah, from work to personal circumstances, I definitely saw community come together. 
I know with my own job, you know, there were uh, different employees, some of them who didn't have power, didn't have water, some of them even had pipes burst, which sadly has been a pretty common occurrence in Houston. Um, and I saw, you know, employees come together, check in on each other and say, hey, how can I help you? Do you need anything? Do you need food? Do you need water? So that was, you know, something beautiful to witness. And even in our own family, you know, having um, Gabriel's parents nearby that we could stay with when we didn't have power and just being able to be there, be warm, have food. We had people come over and visit and bring food. We had family come over who they didn't have water. So just a beautiful example of checking in with each other and saying, hey, what do you need? You know, how can I help you? You know, just some of those examples that we see even in Acts 2 about how the church worked together to meet each other's needs. I think we definitely lived that together this week. In Acts chapter 2 is definitely a good picture that I wanted to go into a little bit. Acts chapter 2, we see um, we see the church being born. Um, Jesus has ascended into heaven. And Peter and the other disciples have been waiting on the promise that Jesus uh, promised. Well, the, the promise that Jesus promised them, and he told them that they're going to receive power in the in the form of the Holy Spirit filling them up. And at the end of the chapter, we see as all of that has taken place, as a new community is being born. Peter preached the sermon. 3,000 people gave their lives to the Lord, decided to follow Jesus that day. And at the very end of that chapter, in verses 42 to 47, we see a glimpse of what it looks like for a church community to be its church community. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so we see this glimpse of really beautiful community, honestly, because it's uh, it, it's something different from a lot of times what we see in the church today. A lot of times people are content with just coming in on a Sunday or nowadays watching their Sunday service online and not really um, interacting with people. I think one of the things I've noticed growing up, I don't know about you, but I've noticed growing up is that a lot of people will come to church and as soon as the service is over, everybody just heads for the door. You know, they just want to go home or rather eat. Yeah. Uh, they want to eat because uh, church makes you hungry. I don't know. Church just makes you hungry. <laughs> Uh, you get you get you you feed you're fed with the word of the Lord and then you you want to go feed your belly, but uh, I think that that's something we definitely need more of in the church and we see that uh, a glimpse of that here. Uh, it tells us that they that they ate together. So next time you know when we're back in person, invite somebody out to eat with you. <laughs> invite us out to eat. No, just kidding. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, invite someone out to eat. They said they ate, ate together. They prayed together. They 
uh, did life together. And that is such a beautiful picture of what the church should be. And I think a lot of times we're so focused on ourselves that we miss that. Um, any commentary you want to say on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this week, other than being a beautiful example of the importance of community, it was also a good example of faith in action, you know, and working together, serving those who needed the most. You know, one of the things that I love about the city of Houston, the same way that we saw it after Harvey, you know, the city of Houston really came together to help each other, you know, with damages, with providing clothes, providing food and water to those who needed it. And we've already seen some examples of that this week. Um, I was trying to look up um, a list of places where there's being water drives. I couldn't find it right now, but I know that that's um, events that are going on throughout the city that they're providing, you know, just needs to people who need them. So it's just beautiful. I love the city of Houston for that. And I think it's also a good example of the church living it, living out its faith. Definitely. And I think sometimes we, as Christians, we tend to focus in on what the church is doing a lot of the time. And we miss genuine examples of community outside of the church that we can learn from, honestly, because a lot of times we are, we can, we can get, we can fall into the bad habit of thinking that we are the only people that are important. We should take care of each other. Of course, and the Bible says, take care of the brothers and sisters, but that there are other people that we need to take care of as well. Even if we don't know them, even if, if you know, we don't know what's going on or, uh, you know, the circumstances in their end, but we should still offer a helping hand. You know, and I definitely saw that. And um, Senator from New York, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, she raised over, what was it, two, three million dollars in relief funds for here, the state of Texas. And she's not even our senator, you know, and yet she reached out to do something like people in other states who, quite frankly, are way better prepared for this kind of weather than we are. I don't know if they felt pity or bad for <laughs> us or what, but, you know, they reached out. They, they, yeah. they saw that we were in trouble and they said, hey, maybe we can do something to help. And that's a good example of uh, of community, of, of reaching out to those who are in need, you know, because community isn't just the people that are here with us. You know, it's not just me and my wife. It's not just me and Lajinska. It's, it's the people that are in our neighborhood, in our church's neighborhood. And I know many, uh, we saw we're just doing the same things as we were, you know, we, when we were driving to our pastor's house, the senior pastor's house, my parents' house, um, we, we saw people just in, in the dark and it was just kind of eerie and sad, but that some people, they were help, They were trying to do their best to help each other. People walking, trying to find a place that they could be warm and other things like that. And I know we've seen examples like HEB, uh, giving away groceries and uh, stepping up. Gallery furniture community. too. I Gallery think. furniture, Mattress Mac is <laughs> always doing something for Houston. Um, and, you know, those are examples of community of reaching out to those in need. And I think that's something that we can take a cue from that some of these people probably are not even Christians, but that we can learn from them as well what it means to be a good community, to be a good neighbor that God has called us to be. You know, and I think that 
through all of this, we've been surviving. We're trying, trying to survive. And I think the conversation we should have or the questions that we should ask ourselves is, what can we do to help those that are around us? You know, and definitely there's things like uh, perhaps participating in the water drives that are happening. Um, we'll try and put a link in the descriptions later uh, of, of where they're distributing water because I know that several, and I know that some of our church members have even talked to me that there's they still don't have water. Um, and so we'll be putting links in the description of where you can find that information if you are without water. Um, still, I know that we, we at our own home, we barely have good water pressure and some's coming out, and, but it's not much. You know, and so it, it can be difficult. And that's something that we can do, share, share resources. Uh, if there's anything that we can do, you know, we, we don't have much uh, in terms of resources, but we can definitely do our best to point people to resources or uh, help you out if there is something that you're struggling with or something that you still need uh, today or that's, that you're going through this crisis. Um, and also we want to pray for you. You know, pray, pray for you for what is going on. Pray for you for what is happening. Um, pray for you for, um, in any way that you might need. Um, Lijinska? Um, well, something else that's been on my mind through this week. I know personally I've started this process and I'm still um, going through this process. But the reality is we all went through something pretty traumatic this week. You know, I think a lot of us got to live out experiences that we never thought we were going to live out, you know. Um, and it's important to be honest about how we feel about these things. I think a lot of times when we get into that survival mode, um, we really try to push through the negative feelings and we're just like, no, I don't want to complain. I just want to get out there. I just want to help. And it is beautiful to have that heart where you just want to serve, but it is also important to take care of yourself and take care of um, your mental, emotional, spiritual health, you know? So just being honest about what you experienced this week and how it felt and being able to process that. And yes, a part of that is also being grateful, you know. I think from this week, there were times where I was very scared. There were times where I was angry. Um, but also seeing all of these examples of community and seeing how people were there for us, it was beautiful. And that brought me a lot of joy and healing. So just uh, give yourself permission to be able to process that in an honest way. And yes, and then continue to do whatever you can to protect yourself, protect your family, your friends, and the community around you. Definitely. You know, that's something that I think we neglect in these times because we think about what we need physically. We need water. You know, we want electricity. It's cold. Thankfully, it's getting a little warmer. And we think about those things, but we don't often pay attention to um, our mental health. Even not even just our mental health, but also our spiritual health. We we get so frustrated or so um, anxious and worried, and uh, we let that take place of where we should be going, of reaching out to each other, of reaching out to God, of, re of reaching out in prayer, and 
or just asking. And I know a lot of people don't even like asking me for help. I mean, there was a conversation I had with someone. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just here in the dark at home by myself. And I'm just like, well, you're welcome to come. But, you know, we don't like, we, sometimes we feel like maybe we're being a burden on other people. But I definitely know that, you know, if God has put it in our hearts, you know, we are truly being um, followers of Jesus. We shouldn't refuse those, especially in times like this, you know, to reach out to those, to take care of, even if it's just an ear to listen. Like, you know, man, I'm anxious right now. I need someone to talk to. I'm worried right now. Can someone pray with me? And that's definitely something, you know, even up until this point, I didn't think about, you know, that's something that we need to pay attention to. Um, yeah. I think that we need to remember above all else, that God is with us, you know, we've seen some tough stuff, we've, we've gone through this difficult circumstances, and we have to understand that we've gone through it together, you know, and God has, is still with us, regardless of what has happened, and regardless of what we're still struggling with, that he has not abandoned us, and he is still with us, I think that is a big comfort for me, anyway, um, and I know that it, it can be hard to Remind ourselves of that. Um, I don't know if there's a way that works for you best of how you remind yourself that God is there for you. Well, through people. I think this week that was one of the biggest ways that I was reminded of the fact that God is with us is through our brothers and sisters in Christ. And the fact that, you know, even though we were all going through this very difficult situation, all of us at some point or other probably lost power, probably lost, lost water. You know, we didn't know how we were going to drink water, how we were going to eat, how we were going to stay warm. Even then, even in the midst of those circumstances where it's very easy to just kind of focus on yourself and like, how am I going to take care of my own self? You know, seeing people still choose to come together and still choose to help each other out, that reminded me of God's love and the fact that God is still here with us is through the people. And you know, it, it's a funny, it, it's a funny story that I'm going to share right now. But even then, it, it reminded me of a little bit of hope because, you know, those of us, those who know us know that we have uh, three babies at home. They're not kids. They're not children, children, but they are our children. Uh, we have Lucy, our, our pit bull, and we have two cats. And our two cats have never gotten along, never. They're always fighting for space, for research. For, and what the younger one is the bully. And she is the one, she even bullies our dog. And she is, our dog is like 10 times her size, but yeah, <laughs> she still bullies him. But I think a little bit of something that gave me some hope in all of this is that when we were staying over at my parents' house, um, we brought all of them with us. And this traumatic experience for them has bonded them closer. I mean, we bring them home, and now their attitude towards each other is completely different. And even they learned to lean on each other. You know, even they learned that, wow, you know, we're in this strange place, we're in this new place, and everything that's happening is different to us. And so they said, you know, maybe we shouldn't be fighting. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be fighting and maybe we should be like relying on each other up to the point now where they both stare down our dog. 
Oh, yeah. And not good. That's not good. Now they have a new beef uh, that they're starting between cats and dogs, the age old tale. But um, it, it gave me a little bit of hope to know that, like, you know what? Sometimes, even through these difficult circumstances, we can find new people that God brings connections with us to get through these circumstances, people that we need. And that definitely is hope for us in all of this, that, you know, you are not alone. Maybe you feel that you've been alone through all of this, but I can tell you that even if you felt alone or if you were on your own during the circumstance, there were people praying. There were people that were hoping that you were okay. And even if they couldn't get in touch with you, because, man, cell phone signal service has been all kinds of crazy uh, these past, uh, this past week. But that doesn't mean that they are not there reaching out and in hand for you. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.